17 of Massive Attack podcast. Welcome to my world. I'm Joe. With me as normal is Mitch. Hello. And we are continuing with our 80s fantasy, I would say, shitty movies. (laughs) And tonight, for this episode, we decided we would watch Beastmaster. Now... I was really looking forward to Beastmaster, and I think we shielded a lot on the last episode when we were disappointed with Sword and the Sorcerer. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, we might have watched a shit movie with Sword and the Sorcerer, but we were going to watch something Redeem spectacular. Redeem that with yeah. Beastmaster now. That, your tone is sort of set. You didn't like it very much. When I was younger, so, so much, much younger, younger than today, I loved Beastmaster. Watching it now, there was probably only one or two scenes where I went, yep, I remember that scene. Mm-hmm. But- before we jump into Beastmaster and my disdain for the movie, <laughs> let's just go back to 1982 when it came out. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't see this in the cinemas when I was a child because I would have been 11 mm-hmm. and there is like adult bits, boobs. Testicle, uh. And, you know, I, I think there was something else there, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there, there was a lot of sweaty men with no shirts on. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't see this in the cinema. I think I saw it on video. And I have a vague recollection of seeing this a lot. But as I said, I watched this tonight and there was probably two scenes in it that I remember. But you remember the scene that didn't happen in it. So you're probably confusing with a lot of other films. I think I am. Mm -hmm. I think when I was younger, I watched a lot of these fantasy type movies because I was obviously more of a fantasy person when I was younger, whereas you were a sci-fi person when you were younger. Yes, you like seeing men in loincloths and no tops on. Yeah, I I like loincloths movies. And wrestling, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, maybe there's something to that. But that being said, I don't know what happened. I, I had all these memories. Like you re- we had nothing else to compare it to. You remembered the ring with the burnt stick? Yes. I thought there was a cauldron full of eyeballs, but it was a whole head. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of remember the scene where his ferrets tried to steal their top, but they didn't really. They stole his belt, and he was chasing after them in an earlier scene. They stole their top when they were swimming. I thought she just got scared by the tiger. Anyway... <laughs> Let's not go too far into what happened. Let's just cover a brief synopsis of the plot. It revolves around a character called Max, I think it is, with two A's. So, Marks, Max. They don't really say each other's names very much in this no, movie. No, because they names. Like, yeah. Da, as the main guy is Da. Da. Anyway, the priest, whatever you want to call him, Riptorn, mm-hmm. who plays Max, has heard a prophecy that he is going to die at the hands of an unborn child. So, he finds out that the king has a wife who is pregnant. Mm -hmm. So they take the baby out of the wife and somehow put it in a cow. It was pretty cool. Like with this witch, like this haggard old witch with a hot rock and bone. Yeah. It was a pretty cool scene actually. So they did some sort of trapping on them and they were stuck in bed. And then the witch did some sort of ritual that took the baby out of the wife and put it into the cow and then they killed the cow and all this sort of stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was like, it was kind of creepy. Effective, so definitely not for kids. That no, one, that's for sure. Definitely not. You that, see him as a child. He's going to get sacrificed. Yeah, and someone saves him. So some farmer dude sort of sees this witch. You know, they've slaughtered the cow. She's got a baby. She's doing some sort of ritual to sacrifice this baby by a fire. He sees it, kills her, and raises him as his own. Yeah, essentially, it's that typical chosen one. It's Moses. It's hmm. so many of these stories. What what we probably should have mentioned is when he was a baby after being born just before they're going to sacrifice him, he has like a branding put on his hand. So that's how you know he is the chosen one because he carries the brand. Mm. But yeah, he grows up. You see him as a child. You first learn that he has the ability to talk to animals because there is a scene. Yeah, a bear attacks some dude and he manages to convince the bear to run away. fuck off bear. It was a very large bear, wasn't it? I'll give this movie credit. It looks good. 
Like it's a it's a very nice looking film. It doesn't look cheap like Son the Sorcerer or Krull did. Yep. Even though we know how much money they spent on Krull. Yep. It looks good. And the animals were all there. Hmm. It's not really bad chroma key or anything like that. And it's a real big fucking bear. Yeah. The, apparently the bear was trained by some Russian guy and he didn't speak English and none of the people on the crew spoke Russian. So he was telling the bear what to do and the crew weren't sure what they were doing. And then they filmed this scene with this little kid and this angry bear that had just had a go at one of his trainers because he wasn't happy to be there. But we go on, we learn that he has this sort of skill to be able to talk to animals. Yep. It then jumps probably 20 years to like what he's Conan. grown up. Yeah. Very much like Conan. And he and his friends or his village are out. They're off tending, tilling hoeing, the soil. Tilling the soil, that's the term, yeah. yes. And from the distance, we see dust coming up, and then these marauders kill everyone in the village, pretty much. Yeah, sort of like the dude with the winged helmet. Yeah. And he had no name, no nothing. It was just like, they came in and slaughtered everyone. He survived thanks to his fucking dog, which gets a fucking arrow, and it saves him, drags him to safety, and then dies. It's like, fucking, he's the hero of this movie. Yeah. So, spoiler warnings and trigger warnings for people that don't like it when dogs die. Don't watch this movie if you don't like dogs dying. Yeah, but- Oh, yeah, 81 was when Mamax 2 came out. Yeah. And you can tell because the, the winged helmeted guy, he looks like your Lord Humongous, but with wings right at the side of his helmet. And they're not just little wings on his helmet. No, they're big, big fuck off wings. Yeah, and they're obviously like Frazetta artwork. Hmm. Yeah, and all the minions and that are sort of almost like, you know, they're arseless chaps. They look like the Leatherman and all that from the Mamax films. So I think they were very influenced by, I dare say. Yeah. And jumping out of the plot for a second... I found, compared to Sword and the Sorcerer, the costume and the weaponry looks the weaponry a lot looks more realistic. So much better. Costuming, maybe That's to a lesser a extent. They're, they're wearing little loincloths and leather vests and stuff, but I thought the winged helmet dude, his army all seemed to be wearing like black hockey masks. They looked like hockey masks. Hmm. Like it was just, but apart, I mean, they look good. They didn't look yep. cheap, but yeah, they did look like hockey masks. It's yeah. like, there's no so, two ways about that. So jumping forward, they kill everyone in his village. He's a bit distraught. He goes, goes on the run and goes to hunt them down, basically. That's his yeah. journey. He's And he's, he's picked, on his way, he picks up two ferrets. Yes. And a tiger. Yeah. Or did he always have the tiger? No, he picks up the ferrets and then he has that little scene where he's in the quicksand and we think one of the ferrets is going to drown in the quicksand, but he rescues it. Thank Christ. Then he names them Kodo and Podo or something. Something like that. And then he realises that he can see through animals' eyes and he sees this vision of a distressed animal and he realises that that a group of people have captured this tiger and trying to tie it to a tiger. What? Not a tiger. Well, it's a black tiger. (laughs) <laughs> and it is just a tiger that they've painted black. It's, yeah. But anyway, so Looks it's... Effective. Do you think so? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Looks different. But yeah, they've got this tiger tied to a, a piece of stick in, in a valley sort of thing, and him and his ferrets and this eagle that he makes friends with go and rescue this tiger. Yeah. And then hilarity ensues. <laughs> and then he goes and spies on a girl having a swim in a pond creek thingy. Yeah. Tries to do a bit of a dodgy, you know, scares her, saves her kind of thing by having the tiger attack and he shoes the tiger away and becomes all manly and brave and all that, hoping that she'd fall for him for that. And that's a bit creepy and nowadays. Nowadays, yeah. Mm. Back when I was a kid, I used to think, oh, this is great. But yeah. watching it now, it's like, hmm. Yeah, so he did that, find out she was some slave somewhere. She runs off and he goes, I'm going to save her from being a slave at the next town. And that's where Rip Torn is. And he's still doing the whole killing the kids thing because he's still worried about being killed by this unborn child so he yeah. doesn't know who that person is so he's just constantly killing children so he does his best he 
cause shenanigans at some point. He saves a kid because that's right. They that's throw right, a kid eh? into the fire and the eagle, he sends the eagle to go save it. And the probably the only really dodgy looking special effect is this um, very lightweight looking dummy of a kid that these, Big, these yeah, eagles fly, eagle. hawk eagles flying around with. But yeah, so he saves that. They go off. He takes the kid back to the family who thought they lost their child and he tells them everything they need to know. The only bit of exposition you really get in the film. It's really the only bit of dialogue you get in the film. There, there's not a lot of talk no. So, yeah, he goes off and he goes, oh, there was this chick I saw, I really like her and stuff, and and you know who she is? And they go, well, yeah, she's going to be sacrificed, she's over there. It's like, oh, fuck, I've got to go over there and get her then. So, okay. So, that was his quest. Yep. Next quest is save the girl. And then he met the dad from Good Times and some young kid. John Amos and some young kid, yep. Yep. And then they go find her, save her. Yeah. And then they come across zombies. Sort of. They're like the bad guys and what they do in like Wrath of Khan, they put worms in their ears and it makes their eyes glow green and they become like these berserkers, like these mindless yeah, and then, machines. And then they sort of strap them up in this weird bondage sort of gear with mm-hmm. studded bracelets and mm-hmm. again, a black hockey mask. And, and off they go. Yeah. So yeah, they save them, they go back, they kill Riptorn, big fight, which you think would be the crescendo of the movie. Yep. Sort of like, yeah, we do it. They're, they're on the, the temple mount, the sacrificial mount, and, and they I have a big the, fight. The pyramid that they've built doesn't look like a set. It looks like a, a solidly oh, built... Oh, it looks uh, like it's painted. I don't know. But it looked more solid <laughs> than some of the other HD doesn't do it justice. It would look great on VHS. <laughs> what, saying that, there's a couple of bits where he's going into new villages or new towns, and it's like he's standing on a mountain overlooking the town. Oh, it looks like the side of a panel van. It's great. It, it does, but you could also tell that it's just a miniature on the ground. Because mm-hmm. when they go up close, obviously they're not showing these big wide shots of these villages. But he goes into the village and you just see like the doorway that he's going through. But the long shot where you see him sort of looking longingly in the distance, you can tell it's a miniature on the ground. And again, I think that's because we're now watching it in HD. But yeah, it, it's weird. He kills Riptorn. And that should be the end of the film. But then all of a sudden they realise that the Marauder and the guy with the winged helmet is coming for them in the end. And it's like, it's, it's got nothing to do with Riptorn at all. No. It's literally another group of baddies that were just another plot point. And so you get another fight at the end where the, they've sort of become taken over the village where they were living with. Riptorn was running, and yep. they're like, oh, we're, we're kings now. Oh, no, they're coming marauders quick. We're going to fight as a village. And yeah, what do we do, run do. or fight? And it's like, well, we better fight. And they do, and it's a long fight. It's fine. But we've already had the yeah, finale. Exactly. It's just sort of this superfluous ending. And it's like, oh, okay, so we got the second climax. And what we didn't mention earlier is like, earlier on, Dar, the Beastmaster, finds these kind of weird sort of bird bat kind of characters. Oh, man, weird. And later on in the movie, when it looks like he's really in trouble with this big fight, he sends off his eagle with this strange medallion to take it back to the bird people, and the bird people come and rescue them. Deus Ex Bird Mecca. Yeah. yeah. But as I said, there's like so much in this movie. It's it's almost two hours long. It's long. It is very drawn out. Very. Like, if you edited this movie, you could quite easily make a 70-minute movie. Yeah. There's these just weird scenes of him standing shirtless in the mountains, swinging a log around and training and stuff, and it's like, well, yes, you kind of need to know that he does know how to use his weapons, but you don't need to show it for that long. And it, it, it is very Conan. Oh, very. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe it's the generic plot for a fantasy film, the chosen one, the lost son, the, you know, the prophecy and all this sort of shit. I don't know. It seems very similar. They all seem to be the same. And I think that's where I fall in a heap because I remember things that I think I've seen from a movie and it's like, well, hang on, that's not in this movie. Because it even had a corral like Boomerang. Yeah. But he never really used it again. 
Well, he used it once when he was rescuing the tiger. Like he threw it and the, the guy and the horse kind of sniggered at him because he'd gone over his head and I was like, oh, you've missed me sort of thing. And then it sort of boomeranged back and hit the dude in the back of the head. Mm. So, yeah, that was the only time he really used it. But what's interesting is when we get to the part where we find out that the kid that's with John Amos is the like heir to the throne because he is the son of the king and Tony Roberts's character is that kid's sister or something. Or you took cousin him a lot more than I but, took him. But as it turns out, he is obviously the brother, like Dar, the main character, is the brother of the young kid because they have the same dad. Da da da. So he's like trying to get it on with his cousin. Sure. Just, it was a different time. Yeah, 1982 was a very different time. <laughs> we all loved our cousins in 1982, didn't we? I don't know. Do. I, I'm disappointed by this film. Mm. I was expecting so much more, and I'm really not sure what I remember I seeing. I think it's a pacing. Oh, it's definitely And, and now attention spans are so much worse. Yeah. Like, I, I vaguely, I think my memory of watching this was on video at a friend's place. Like, my dad was in this group, so we were going to the, like, he was in the lodge, so we went to, like, different people's places and all that sort of stuff. So they were all having a cards night or whatever, and we were watching a video. And I remember watching so many Blood Beach what were they thinking? Showing us those things. <laughs> I was so young. Yeah, and I, I do remember watching that one with them. Mm. And I remember the, the poke in the eye, in the eye ring. Yeah. And the baby ferrets at the end. Yeah. That's essentially the two things I remember from it. Well, for me, the only bits I really remembered was, you know, him trying to impress Tony Roberts and showing that he could, you know, fight off the tiger. And I don't remember really anything else. But being video in 1983, 84, whenever I would have watched this, it was exciting. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, I've not seen anything like this before. Because yeah. I hadn't. Exactly. You know, maybe I might have seen, if I was lucky, I might have seen Jason the Argonauts or something like that, which is a far better film. I will stand by that yeah, now. Definitely. But I hadn't seen a lot of movies by that point. If I'd seen them at the cinema, which is few and far between, and if I, I watched anything on the TV, and I would have been 12-ish, and didn't have a video myself, so it's only what Ivan Hutchins showed me, you know, as far as movies, so it's not a lot I would have seen. Being exposed to all these things were new and interesting. So I probably wouldn't have seen Conan by this point. You know, Even so, though Conan was released in the same year. But Conan probably was an M-rated. Oh, and Conan, this probably yeah. was too, but I don't know. Conan was probably more known, so therefore... You know, I yeah. vaguely remember looking on the back and there was probably very scantily cave women or something. I probably wasn't allowed to see it, but I saw this at someone else's place, so they had it. You know, um, So again, point of reference, it would have been all exciting. Seeing a tiger on screen doing some shit, you know, there was fucking quicksand in there, baby. Exactly. No wonder I'm scared of quicksand. It was fucking you can't everywhere. Have an 80s movie without quicksand. It was fucking everywhere. It's dangerous. So, anyway. Yeah. So that's where my fun memory, I think, comes from it because it was exciting and new and different. Yeah. Where I didn't watch it 70 million times like it sounds like you did. So well, maybe therefore I didn't. My- I, I don't know. I thought I did. <laughs> but as I said, though, there was almost nothing in this movie that I remembered. Well, it's good enough to get two sequels. Yeah. So someone liked it. I mean, it did look good. I'll give you that. Like the last one we watched. Looked cheap. Yeah, this one didn't look cheap. Yeah, the sets Just, the sets were good. The weaponry looked real. He looked good. Yeah, he was muscular. Whereas in the other movies we've watched, he's been you know sword and the sorcerer. It was very weedy. I mean, but, he's not Arnie Big, but no one was no, Arnie Big. The Barbarian Brothers were. Yeah, well, and now I'm kind of trepidatious about going back and watching Barbarians <laughs> because I loved that movie when I was younger. <laughs> That one you think you definitely know? Oh, definitely. Okay. Because I saw that later. I, I was definitely in like year 11 or 12 when I watched Barbarians a lot. Mm. And I've watched it a few times <laughs> since then too. So I, I'm still very familiar with it. So, yeah, Do we I take the risk? Know. Do we but, watch it? Well, maybe we should. We yeah. were thinking about just wrapping up our 
fantasy genre movies next episode when we do Excalibur. Mm. So maybe we should just do a, a quick little divert and I think so. maybe just watch Barbarians again. I have a very dodgy copy that's ripped from a VCR. Perfect. And, yeah, it's got, like, tracking lines in it. Nice. Like that. That's yeah. the way it should be. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, maybe next episode we'll come back and we'll watch Barbarians and then, then we'll finish up. Then we can with... watch Think Big and Twin no, Cities. No, we can't. Yeah, yeah. No. We can do a Barbarian Brothers movie marathon. No. They, they should just stick to being Barbarians. They shouldn't ever do any movies where they're not being Comedies. Barbarians. They, they're great at comedy. Think Big is so good. <laughs> well, it's probably better than Beastmaster. Oh. As, as we said, it was good enough to get a couple of sequels. It was a staple of cable television in America. It was shown so many times on TBS and HBO that they changed the names colloquially as TBS was being the Beastmaster station and HBO was known as Hey Beastmaster's On. <laughs> but apparently, I don't know, we didn't get it quite as much here on TV. Oh, we didn't have those cable networks. So. I don't think it was even on like Channel 10 or whatever out here. I only remember seeing it on, on video. Yeah. I'd never remember seeing it on television. Our local video library is finally... Gone to ghost. Yeah, was that the last blockbuster here in the north? I think so. Mm. Might even be the last one in the state. It's a bit of a shame, really. Mm. But yes, Greensboro Blockbuster has now bitten the dust. Mm-hmm. Can't say I've actually ever been to the blockbuster neither, of Greensboro. But, but it was but nice to know it was there. But no more. No. I don't think there are any video libraries around anymore. Are there? Nope. That was the there last used one to be I a, think a, a video easy or something in Reservoir, but I think that's been gone for a little while now. But yes, no more. Well, I couldn't tell you the last time I hired a video. There was one in Bandura, and that's been gone for a long time now. And that was the last video library I was a member of. So I don't know how long ago that was. Nice. I mean, I'm talking ten years since I've well, I was hired say, a video or a DVD. I, I've been living in my current house for eleven and a bit years, just before my son was born, and I don't remember hiring a video in my house that I'm in now. So yeah, it's been a very long time. Mm. Gone are the days of being able to just go in and get your five weeklies for 10 bucks or whatever you used to do. Going in. To give five, to choose five will take 45 minutes. Yeah. But actually, it wasn't too bad. If you're going in for yourself and choosing five, you could go in and it's fine. You go in and go, I want to see that. That looks like it's got boobs in it. That looks like it's really gory. More boobs. Gore. Let's go. Yep. Laser beams. Yep. Let's. I'm, I've got my five. <laughs> but yeah, you go in with someone else. Takes forever. Oh, have you seen this? Nah. You seen this? Yep. Oh, I haven't seen it. Okay. Don't want to see it again. I don't nah. want to see it. Nah. Yep. Nah. I hate that actor. Nah. 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 And 45 minutes later, you come away with fucking Blues Brothers. Because, exactly. Yeah, mm. Safe. Yep. Mm. All righty. Well, do you think we should wrap up there? Why not? Well, we could wrap up now and then just have another like five minutes of talk afterwards, like the winged helmet guy, and just add on a superfluous seven minutes to the so, movie that isn't necessary. Do you reckon Peter Jackson might have watched this when he was younger? And oh. that's why he did that? Too many endings on Lord of the Rings? No. Mm. I'm sure know. he watched it. Probably. But I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe he was a fantasy fan when he was younger too. I dare say. Yeah. But after seeing this, I don't know if I will continue to be a fantasy fan. As I said, I am really worried about watching all these other things that I have fond memories of that I have no memory of. Mm. Mm. Interesting. But anyway, that's Let us know we'll... your fantasy movies that you recommend that do hold up. Does Lady Hawk hold up? It probably does. Red Sonja. I, I reckon Conan actually still holds up. You reckon? Mm, probably. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Conan the Destroyer, I think, is pretty bad. Oh, Conan the Destroyer is, but Conan the... Barbarian. Barbarian, the first one, where he punches the camel. That's a very good film. And I reckon... What's that one that Kevin Sorbo's in? Cull. Cull the Conqueror? Yeah. I reckon that still holds up, too. Because that was shit when it came out. No, it was oh. shit when it came out. And it will probably still be shit now. A horse-drawn wagon blew up when I hit the when it went off a cliff. Well, actually, that's the same <laughs> as this movie, Beastmaster. They, like, set fire to their little village and there was explosions in the village. Oh. Did they have propane tanks in their village? No. Well, they, you keep, they get warm. Yes. Mm. Tubs of oil, maybe. 
But there was a lot of fire in this movie. There was, especially mm. at the end. Mm. With all that tar. Mm. Anyway, we're rambling. Tar in the dark. And I'm just trying to scramble something out of this movie to make it worthwhile, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, I think it is. I, I'm bitterly disappointed. Wow, you were really, you are burnt. I was, just like those people in the tar. I just didn't really care. And no. I still don't care. So I See, don't feel I, any, di- I, I'm indifferent. I know. I, I used to really love this, and now I kind of wish I hadn't watched it. So what do you like now, Yentl? <laughs> See, I haven't seen Yentl. Neither have I. So maybe we should watch Yentl. That's just a family joke. A family ties joke from, like, 1986. Mm. Anyway, mm. we will wrap it up there. Yeah. We will be back for our next normal episode in a couple of weeks, and then we'll be back for another one of these Welcome to My Worlds where we get to watch Barbarians. <laughs> and fingers crossed, <laughs> it's not going to be shit. <laughs> maybe it is. Oh, probably. Of course it is. Yeah. All right. Until then, thank you very much, Mitch. Uh-oh. And we'll see you soon. Bye.